Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the latest installment of the Muddled Thoughts podcast. I am one of your hosts for this evening. My name is Zach, and I am joined by none other than... I'm Ryan. And Max. Excellent, boys. <laughs> Excellent. There, but Flawless intro. <laughs> Fantastic. Thanks again for joining us for part two of our hybrid theory analysis and uh, episode two of season two lots of twos going on in this episode so uh yeah i'm excited to get back into hybrid theory again um totally not recording this in the same day absolutely not no chance no never (laughs) but before we get back into everything here uh what are you guys uh drinking did you change up your drink orders from the first part not not so much. No. <laughs> no. 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 Zach, what was it that so, you gave uh, me like two seconds ago? Some rum, but whiskey aged barrel. Yeah. Yeah. So Max and I are we're dabbling with Twisted Path again. Um I also purchased a dark rum from them. So it's their white rum that they have. So it's it's very similar to like a Bacardi. Um very little spice to it but it is aged in whiskey barrels Um, i don't remember the exact type of barrels but it has a real nice caramel color to it and i would say that it's i don't know it's more like a whiskey than it is a rum i would would have to agree what ryan what's your problem (laughs) i'm just listening (laughs) nothing continue (laughs) yeah you're real upset with my description I yeah, I'm just I'm trying to figure out how those were aged. A dark rum, dark rum. Never mind. It's uh, not. No, you can't see. You can kind of see it from out here. It's like okay, so oh okay, so it's like it's like a gold rum. I would call it. Mm-hmm. Probably, but nevertheless, it's good. It's good. I I enjoy it. I, I just wanted to say that when you come up for my birthday, you better have a little bit of that left. Both of them. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I'll be sure to bring some with. We'll do a little uh, taste analysis. Yeah, I hope I don't go through everything that I have. I got two bottles of that of the rum because I liked it so much. Um, okay. The... The rye whiskey I had last time was a little bit pricier, so I only got one smaller one of it, but I should still have some left by the time we're up by you. That'll be our drink order for the uh, the in-person episode. Absolutely. Cool. So we're back into hybrid theory, yeah? Yeah, we got a lot to uh, dive into still here. Yeah, let's, uh, I guess let's get back, right back into it then. First song on the list is with you. 
it And I can't bring you back It's true the way I feel Yeah, um <laughs> like, I, like I said before Just When I was reading space the wrong for the music cut. When I, yeah When I was reading from the wrong stupid notes uh, this song touches on the mental struggles of being in a close relationship but growing apart. Right. Right. And before we even get into the lyrics, I thought it was important to note the, like, intro to the song. There's, like, a lot of different, um, like, scratching from the DJ. But before we even get into the song, the intro is pretty cool. It's, it's a lot of scratching from the DJ. Mike should, yeah, right? No, not Mike. Uh, Han, yeah, Mr. Han. No, yeah, Johan. Johan. There's a lot of scratching, and I think it, it kind of mimics all the different messages we were talking about last time, where you have all these different feelings and stuff that are coming to, like, a, I don't know, a climax, but that's how the DJ scratches go where it's kind of just like a lot of low different sounds but then it finally like surmounts to this kind of a, a scream at the very top of the song which i thought was a, yeah an interesting way to start but yeah it's cool. different because you know the first couple scratches are very sporadic not really on the same line as the rest of the song so i feel like that has kind of a I don't know, it adds to the personality that we were talking about on the last part of this episode. Mm -hmm. Did you guys, so before we, again, before we get into the song, did you notice any themes of like, almost like a past and present or like, like a, like a contrasting point of view in this song at all? Or did you think it was all told at the same time? Because I, I got kind of like... Two different viewpoints that came across in this. I agree with that. Yeah. Um, I feel like it was kind of a, a roller coaster situation. Hmm. Okay. Kind of up and down. Hmm. I didn't right. get any of that in my notes, but I guess I could see where you're coming from. All right. Well, maybe let's let's get into it and see if we can flesh it out a little bit more. So first we've got, I've woke up in a dream today to the cold of the static and put my cold feet on the floor. Forgot all about yesterday. Remembering I'm pretending to be where I'm not anymore. A little taste of hypocrisy. So, already some pretty strong lyrics we've gotten right here. So, kind of like, I think I took it as that they're like painting a picture of where they're at now like they're in the present right they they've woken up from a troubling night or something and they're just trying to kind of deal with what they they have now even though right. uh, the past maybe wasn't so great yeah the the line to the cold of the static makes me think that it's you know kind of a foggy wake up Mm -hmm. They're trying to forget what happened the night before, or they're unable to remember what the night before. Maybe because of, like, drug use or something? Or, well... Yes. For this band, yes. But in, in, <laughs> mo in most cases, uh, yeah, I mean... Whatever you want to attribute it to, yes. Just a fog. 
um, maybe an, a fun night out that wasn't supposed to happen or, uh, you know, an attentional fog. I don't know. Hmm. Yeah. So now we go into um, I'm left in the wake of the mistake. Oh, boy. Craig? Oh, no, Craig. Hello? We good? I think we're good. Okay. Next lines are. Producer says, yeah. <laughs> Next lines are I'm left in the wake of the mistake, slow to react. And even though you're so close to me, you're still so distant, and I can't bring you back. So. And it, clearly, whoever's saying this, like, made some kind of mistake in the past that caused their relationship to stop and, like, deteriorate in some way. What do you guys think? Right. So, yeah, when you're saying past and present, like, there's two different timelines within the song. I think, yeah, there was, like, a past incident that, like, the main character went through. Mm -hmm. And then he's reflecting on that. Because I, I was saying something in my notes about how he's suffering through a burden that he feels guilt and sadness for when he, like, remembers somebody that he lost, like a loved one or something. Mm -hmm. That's what I took it to be, is like a relationship with a loved one. Or maybe not like a loved one, but like a lover, like a significant other, I think. Yeah. It's like a, a betrayal of trust and then trying to regain that trust. Um, mm -hmm. and just really struggling to rekindle that, even though the significant other is growing more and more distant. Mm -hmm. I, that last line in there, you're still so distant, and I can't bring you back. Just yeah, it just really speaks to the struggle of trying to rekindle the love, and I feel like there's like a sense of regret. Almost. Hmm. These first two verses are really painting like a picture of them laying in bed, right? And that person is no longer next to them, right? Like there's that empty space next to them and that regret that you're talking about, Ryan. You know, it it's it's there because of the emptiness. It's both emptiness of how they feel inside, but then also physically, like there's nobody there right. with them. Yeah. It's it's the 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 need to move forward but yet the longing for the past at the same time. That's a good segue cuz this the next couple lines are kind of that longing for the past that you're talking about. Ooh, that's a good ASMR. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. <laughs> always been an ASMR. This has always been an ASMR podcast. We just didn't know oh, it. <laughs> Closet ASMR. <laughs> so Chester now can't hear it, Max. Sorry. Nope, oh, I'm spilling. Well, the noise gate was too good. Uh, noise gate on on fleek. <laughs> Did on you get some fleek. on the microphone? No, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> So, so Chester now says it's it's true the way I feel 
was promised by your face. The sound of your voice painted on my memories, even when you're not with me. Um, I'm with you. So, um, yeah, now just an echo of the lover's like, face and voice haunt the person that's singing's like memories. And they recall how life must have been like simpler for them. But like even just the person's face now has such a significant effect on the person that's singing's emotions. Um, it's like almost unhealthy at this point. It's kind of what I'm getting. Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, I can kind of feel this verse. You know, you have that longing for someone kind of develop a develop a relationship, quote unquote. I would I guess you would call it a crush. That's what I get kind of from this verse is just, you know, wanting to be with someone and everything about them reminding you of it. Um, but do you think that this relationship was like super serious or was it more superficial and like kind of like young love type of deal? What, what do you think? I feel like it was more of a young love situation. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of um, get that vibe because too. I, I feel like a true relationship, a true actual love relationship would not be portrayed in this, you know, this way i guess i don't it seems superficial because he keeps talking about like the sound of your voice and the the look of your face you know like things that are real superficial it's almost like a one-sided longing or a lust like a lustful relationship Mm -hmm. yeah it up to this point it does seem very one-sided like we don't know anything about the other person we just know that the singer has like a real dependence on them or at least did at some point right which once again just ties right into the whole theme what theme i mean maybe the whole uh schizophrenia paranoia uh, oh, being alone theme yeah i got gotcha. you know, maybe uh maybe longing for this person gives them a sense of uh, accomplishment or a sense of i don't know uh they have something to shoot towards maybe it's it acts like a pillar you know like right. it's one yeah. point of solidarity in their life Right, it's something to round everything out, give them a purpose, give them uh, an end, an end to their means. Yeah, and I think as we're about to read, that things may have not been so so sturdy, (laughs) I think. So Um, now we got Mike Shinoda coming back in. Actually, sorry, Um, I forgot the whole chorus part um it's i'm with you now i see keeping everything inside with you you now i see even when i close my eyes so we pretty much already talked about that but it's like this this ever longing desire and like this dependence on this other person you know? even when they close their so, eyes they still see them yeah once you end your day there that person is still the uh the focus of your thoughts. Mm-hmm. 
Exactly. You can't push them out even when you're away from them. So, okay. Um, second verse here. Um, Mike coming back, like I said. Uh, I hit you and you hit me back. We fall to the floor. The rest of the day stands still. Fine line between this and that. When things go wrong, I pretend that the past isn't real. Yeah, pause right there. Yep, yep. What you get? So, it's... Yeah. Yeah? So... Yep. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to put this into words. So, I feel like... In this situation... Where you're longing for things that happened in the past, but yet at the same time you're trying to move forward. Um, when things go wrong, so if you get into a situation where you want something new, but still want to hold on to what was in the past, you really pretend that you just imagined everything that happened. Ooh. Yeah, I didn't even think of it that way interesting that your that last line right that's what you're talking about yeah when things go wrong or pretend the past isn't real so you you want to pretend that you're happy with in this case probably someone else or outside of a relationship um but when things go wrong you're gonna revert back to where you were in your current relationship and just completely shut out whatever happened with the other person. But at the same time, um, the second half of that, you know, they pretend that the past isn't real. Like they want to go back to what it was, but the truth but might be, well, yeah, not only can you not, but it also might be that the past wasn't as good as maybe you thought it was either. Right. But at the same time, it could be it could be something that's equally as good or better in order to preserve <laughs> what you had before you just completely block everything out. So I think we, we did a good job unpacking that second half. But with the first half of this, you know, I hit you and you hit me back. This that whole line, you know, is that an actual like physical abuse in this case? It's like actual that's physical what... actions happening or is it emotional in nature? I, I don't know. That's what I'm wondering because um, hitting someone can be, you know, dialogue specific. Mm -hmm. I There's mean, context. you hit me with truth is, is a phrase. It's contextual. Yeah. So, I mean, it could be. I give you the truth, you give me the truth, we meet in the middle, and then leading into the next part of it. Um, or maybe it's like people saying something as like, like it's a truth about them, but you know, it, it hits hard, right? Like, you're just like your father, you know? <laughs> the person doesn't want to hear that. Yeah, I, uh, yeah, the finger. Um, finger way yeah i mean that's the problem with this whole thing is they did such a good job with 
the emotional aspect of these lyrics that I I I don't know what to think. Um, it, and a lot of it, I think maybe that's part of the reason why they did what they did is that maybe we're not supposed to know, but clearly we understand the the overall message, but we're not given the specifics. And I th- I think right. that's for a reason though too. You don't really need to know. And these are like these are issues and problems that I think a lot of people have either been through or feel, and that's what they're trying to get to through the lyrics. Right. You know, they don't need to get hung up on all the specifics of the story that they're trying to tell. Well, and I mean the next part. Now I'm trapped in this memory, and I'm left in the wake of the, of the mistake, slow to react. Even though you're so close to me, you're still so distant and I can't bring you back. It's like trying to figure out how to recover from fuck up. Mm -hmm. But not knowing how to do it and at the same time realizing that whatever you do, it doesn't matter. Yeah, it's like it's gone. Mm hmm. It's almost like, you know, you have that fight, whether it be verbal or even physical. And like you're again, you're you're close to this person because maybe you're living with them or you're at their house, whatever. But that person's mind is somewhere else, you know. They they remember what you said or what you did and even though you may be close to them physically, you know, the emotional connection you have with them is, is gone. And that's what really is messing up the person that's singing the song. Or like the, right. the person's, the point of view, I guess, in this case. Right. Yeah. It's just the, the amount of emotional struggle that is portrayed in this album across all the tracks is ridiculous mm-hmm. so we're moving on uh, again we have some more repetition um it's true the way i feel was promised by your face the sound of your voice painted on memories even with you're not even when you're not with me i'm with you you now i see keeping everything inside etc etc but then um again the last little piece i think comes in the like the bridge or the outro here um says no no matter how far we've come i can't wait to see tomorrow no matter how far we've come i can't wait to see tomorrow with you so this is where i was talking about in the first episode where we have all these like negative emotions and feelings etc but they managed to paint it in a paint in a positive light at the very end as we go into like the end of the song so they can't wait can't wait to see tomorrow with them so even though they're in a shitty relationship you know they still want to be with that person and i don't know if that's good or bad maybe in this case right i mean it's it's i I mean, it's like they recognize the uh, the downfalls of the relationship, but still want to experience life with that person, no matter how dire it may be. A commitment, right? Yeah, 
I mean, the, better the for love worse. is love no matter. Yeah, exactly. For better or for worse. The love is love no matter what happens. Um, At the same time, I have such a hard time fan. believing that, though. Like we said before, this is probably a relationship that just started. So is it really like that much of love? Like, do you know for sure? That's a whole other question is like, do you really I, believe in love at first sight? Like, is that, is that a thing? Um, like, I'm asking, that's not rhetorical. Like, I, I want to hear from you guys. What do you think? Speaking from personal experience, yes. Love at first sight is a thing. Max? Um, no. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, yeah, Max. No. Um, I mean, what, we were together for six months, Chels? Mm. Yeah. June to February, yeah. We, uh, we started dating on Ju- in June, June 10th, and I proposed to her on Valentine's Day of the mm. next year. So love at first sight may be a real thing. Yeah, eight, eight months-ish? Yeah, six, yeah, nine months. And we were married the next November, so a year. And we've been married four years on Thursday. So yes, love at first sight is a thing. Yeah, that's pretty fast. Pretty fast. So yeah, and we have a almost two-year-old daughter. So <laughs> yep. And time flies. Wow. Crazy. Uh yeah, you're telling me. Max though, not a believer in love at first sight, man. I am yeah, I'm an anti I don't necessarily deny it. I guess I just I maybe haven't experienced it myself. But I guess I don't know, it's you can define I guess you could define love and other aspects around that belief in different ways but i mean everybody feels it different ways it's not i mean my experience zach's experience is not you know anything to base your own goals off of um it's all it's all subjective right yeah the reason i ask is because like this is the love song quote-unquote love it song is on the album yep you think so well, of Linkin Park's discography, if Linkin Park had a love song, this is it. Do you think there's another song that would be a love song on this album, Max? I'm going to be honest with you. I Me? didn't really listen past Meteora. Yeah, you're, you asked that question like you thought there was a different song. That was a love song on here. On, on Hybrid Theory, I don't think so. Cause like I mean, cause like there's other songs like I said in the first episode about how there was abusive relationships and how that's a theme in some other songs. But mm-hmm. I think I guess this one can be perceived as like a like a oh this is um you know the the most important love relationship I've had and I lost it and yeah I guess I could see it in that perspective. We could totally just be reading into this so too much, you know? <laughs> there is the option, I guess. How does this make you feel? <laughs> does it matter? 
Does any of it matter anymore? It, I don't know. All in all, that's pretty much all I really have on this song. You know, it's yeah. Clearly, it's, it's somebody that's super dependent on the other person they're in a relationship with, and they're in it for better or for worse. That's that's really what I get. Unfortunately, it's very cut and dry. It's it's very to the point. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm I'm cool with that. Move on to the next one. All right, next up is points of authority. Forfeit the game before somebody else takes you out of the frame and put your name to shame. Cover up your face. You can't run the race. The pace is too fast. It just won't last. Yeah. Uh all right. Um so yeah, you got something already? Yeah, what's uh what's your general feeling about this song? Like what's what do you feel the theme is? <sighs> so hold on. Oh, yeah. I was gonna say it's like I was saying about some of the other songs, I think this is one of the songs that um talks about an abusive relationship between two people yep yeah it's i like, feel like oh go ahead no no you go ahead no no okay no all right all right um i i'm gonna agree with max um i feel like this song is about the like the mental war and the mental war between two people and the wear and tear of being in a uh, uh, an abusive relationship with a narcissistic person. Um, yeah, I think that plays directly into the name of the song, Points of Authority, right? You have two people right. in this relationship and they each feel like they're justified in their point of view. Their point of view, their experience, that is their authority in the relationship. You know, these are my experiences and what I think. So therefore, you know, what I say is correct to me, at least. Right. Even the first. Go ahead, Matt. Sorry. Um, I was just going to say the first line even is pretty direct about um, forfeit the game before somebody else takes you out of the frame and puts their name to shame. Basically, I wrote, like, stop playing around before you get dumped and end up with someone who won't treat you the way I do. Mm, that's, I, that's how I... Yeah. I took is, it the other way. Yeah. I thought it was, like, intrinsic. Really? Like, the person 
like he like whoever the singer is they themselves feel that they're inadequate in this in the situation like they would rather give up and you know forfeit the game and let somebody else step in rather than you know lose i guess or like have to go into like a competition that's how i took it yeah i i saw it as the subject of the song is most likely reliving slash passing on past abuse say that again yeah it's past abuse they're reliving slash passing on past abuse so like they're taking what they experienced and turning around to a new relationship and reciprocating it. Ah, okay. I see what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. So they, so they take what they went through as what a relationship is supposed to be. Mm. And then pushing it forward. And that's how they live their life because that's all of the, all that they've known. Ah, uh, yeah, that's not good. Doesn't sound good at all. That's what I get. I'm, I mean, I don't know. I mean, it's your interpretation, man. Well, the right fact that you said that's not good is not real, uh, not real reassuring to me. I meant like that's not good as a, like a from a relationship standpoint. Like that's not a very good thing to do if you're in a relationship. No, no. Like no. no I'm not saying your interpretation isn't good. <laughs> I wouldn't say that. I just I well I mean I'd be okay if it did because in some situations <laughs> it'd be accurate, but um yeah, I I feel like that kind of relates to this whole album album analysis is it it's more of a, a personal interpretation than anything it's interesting to note the like differing speeds of the verses too in the song yeah it's like a right i, I don't know if it was i i didn't really find anything that like helps convey the story i think it might have just been like uh like a stylistic choice because you have Mike Schnoa doing this fast like rapping parts and then it kind of slows down um and then in the next verse so Max already read a lot of the the first part of it yeah which I'm curious what you guys think of that next line the cover up your face you can't run the race the face is the pace is too fast you just won't last is there any text behind that you think Cover up your face, you can't run. Pace is too fast, you just won't last. Um. To me, that means you want to just hide yourself because you can't compete with the normal scene. What that means, I have no idea. Um be completely honest with you but that's a really good question max um i think it has to do with like exploring your own emotions in the relationship because so the the race or cover up your face you can't run the race the pace is too fast so the pace pacing like 
in relationships you hear like oh i think we're going like too fast like people yeah like he's like he's because i think the theme because we we're talking about how there are two points that are trying to justify two people are trying to just be uh, justified and when you get into the chorus you see that it, he's trying to be um he's trying to blame the other person you know you think you're never wrong but like maybe that race is yeah i'm too good for you maybe could be like maybe the person's more emotionally mature and like they're just they're ready to go and commit to this but the other person isn't yeah maybe but 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 why would you cover up your face though i mean so that's I think that goes back to what I was saying before with the person who's singing it, you know, they feel like they need to concede at this point. Like they're basically they what's the word I'm looking for? Um they're not good enough, um, inadequate, incompetent. Like they're mm. like they're just not able to commit to the relationship in the same way that the other person is. Okay. All right. I got you. Next, they say, You love the way I look at you while taking pleasure in the awful things you put me through. You take away if I give in. My life, my pride is broken. Damn. They're broken at this point. They're, it's almost like they're putting themselves through the pain of being in this relationship just to be with this person still kind of like the last song or yeah yeah that was the last song it's funny because you're talking about how the speed the tempo of their their singing changes mm -hmm. because the intro is very fast very like um like oh. kind of full of yourselfish. yeah and then once the verse comes in it's more like slowed more like um you're reflecting almost yeah maybe it's the two people in the song you know, like they're trying to lyrically or like in the song they're trying to convey how the other person is maybe i think maybe i was wrong before <laughs> like that first part is the one person the fast part you know they're willing to go like fast in the relationship but then the other lines that are slower that's the the second person um or in case probably the singer you know the person that has the maybe. dependency on them or maybe the intro is his voice in his head i like because that. the whole album's been going about having voices in your head and then you know the verses are actually the main character the you know the guy in this situation oh dude a whole nother level <laughs> i like that too yeah there's so yeah. many ways you could right. interpret this because you know the right. the intro could be him his internal voice bringing him down and then the verses you know he's thinking about it you know like oh you you love the way i look at you and and then the chorus is when he starts thinking about actually how she did him wrong or you know and so that kind of context mm. you're saying like the you like to think you're never wrong that part right yeah how they argue and have disagreements mm. 
Yeah, the, the chorus here is, you like to think you're never wrong, and it's echoed by, you live what you've learned after every single line. You have to act like you're someone, live what you've learned. You want, to, you want someone to hurt like you, you live what you've learned. You want to share what you've been through, you live what you've learned. Yeah, that, I think that makes more sense in the context of like the voice in his head, right? Like it's almost selfish. Mm -hmm. Like he wants the mm -hmm. other person in the relationship to understand where they're coming from, even though they're almost like recognizing the pain that comes along with it, mm -hmm. which is again, not, not good. That's not a good thing to do. Unfortunately. So the, so the thing I wrote underneath, um, you like to think you're never wrong. You live what you've learned said that the other person in the relationship is hypocritical by never owning to their mistakes and the the abusive behavior towards the main character in the situation um even though the other person has been treated that way by someone else mm -hmm. yeah it's like a failure to accept responsibility for their own actions right yeah i i had down here that so the, the main lines in the chorus communicate that even though the situation they find themselves in sucks, they're really looking for someone that they can share those feelings with. And I, I guess I, I wrote down, I wasn't sure if it was just like verbally or like through the situation, but either way, it's again, it's, it's selfish, right? They're refusing to accept responsibility for their actions and it's all about them. You know, even though there's pain with it and they recognize that there's pain, they don't want to do something about it. Right. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so next couple lines here. We've got, um, you love the, th oh. <laughs> you love the things I say I'll do the way I hurt myself again just to get back at you. You take away when I give in. My life, my pride is broken. Again, another couple of heavy lines we got going on here. Yeah, it's like the verses are trying to make him justify staying with this person, I think. In the in a way. Mm -hmm. Not like justify, but he um kind of reflects on his own mental state, you know, how he's been making it work, I think. Keep keeping them together. I don't know. I don't know how to word that properly. I, I think you're right there, Max. Because the first line, you love the things I'll say I'll do. The, the person is like making up excuses or saying that they're going to get better when mm -hmm. they know deep down that they're really not going to. And in turn, they're just going to hurt that person again. So yeah, yeah they're, again, it's a selfish stance and they're like making excuses just to keep things going. Yeah. Um, I don't know. That's pretty much all I got from that verse, though. I just, like I was saying, the verses just seem very reflective in a, in a, um, in a love kind of way. You know, when you care about somebody, even though it, the relationship might be um very against the grain there's always still like a time where you're like okay well why am i here why am i still trying to make this work versus the choruses where they're like 
well, this is why this isn't working. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you've got these conflicting viewpoints, but again, they're in the relationship and they want to try to make things work for whatever reason. Yeah. Yeah. I think a lot of people can relate to that too. You find yourself in a relationship and things suck, but you're holding on to a lot of like the different past feelings that you've had and like the good parts of it. But find yourself in a tough situation a lot of the time too. Yeah. I, um yeah. What were you going to say? No, I was just going to I was going to go into the um the bridge because the bridge is like repeated twice like he's telling himself over and over again the real fast part yeah Mm -hmm. i actually didn't write any more notes for this song because i think it's still doing the same thing but you're right it it is repeated twice which thinks i think it's actually something again because i didn't write many notes for this um past this either but i think it does relate to thinking that it has to do with his own mental thought process you know or you know it's like forfeit the game you know before your name gets put to shame i think it's just almost putting himself down in that situation it's self-deprecating for sure yeah exactly ryan you're back and in the dark i am Uh, well (laughs) yeah Did you have any? Ta-da. <laughs> Did you have any uh, final notes on this? Um, I think we talked this one to death, man. We really yeah, went I... on this one. Lots of themes of love and relationships, and yeah, I I don't have a whole lot more to touch on. Um, yeah, I I really feel like just the whole overall feel of the song is just the mental wear and tear mm-hmm. um yeah it's, it's just the points of authority just kind of you know suggests um a lot of and th- I, I don't even know um a lot of power struggle i guess yeah 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 i think that's probably a good overall theme mm-hmm. yeah. it's power struggle of the two people in the relationship their situation sucks but in this case the person singing is like holding on to the relationship because of some of the good things that uh they have despite all the negatives right yeah ignore the bad embrace the good keep mm-hmm. it going all right Cool. All right, get ready for the memes. We're on to number five, crawling.
something not only just recorded but released and then you get you know recognized for your work like hey here you go and then we're going to talk about how the song isn't really anything about anything about like positive mm-hmm. like it must the, so the time period between when it was released and actually getting recognized suggests that it had some kind of cultural impact or like it gained traction elsewhere that it deserved recognition for whatever reason mm-hmm. and i don't know why um this i actually only wrote one note for this song um because i think that the messaging in this one is probably the most straightforward out of all the different songs on the album but i'm curious to hear if you guys have more information than i did ryan do you have notes for anything in crawling um i actually have quite a few notes oh Um, you did i actually have quite a few notes yeah Um, why don't you uh why don't you lead us then can read the um, the lyrics and everything uh, let me pull up but uh, basically the seems like the overall synopsis of this is basically uh, it seems that Chester wrote this song primarily. I think we could all agree on that because yeah. mm-hmm. it seems very um, seems very um, connected to his battle with drug addiction. Mm-hmm. Um, my biggest thing was this song just screams mental illness. Um, I mean, paranoia, dementia, mass confusion, uh, multiple personality disorder. Um, yeah, I, I think like this, it really touches on it. Go ahead. I was gonna say it. It's just, it echoes a lot of the themes from Paper Cut from the very first song. Um, again, Ryan, like you said, the schizophrenia thing. Like, just the name of the yeah. song, crawling. Like, not so. Unlike an emotional level, they're going much slower because they're everything's so clouded. But then also crawling in the sense of like an actual. F- being or like a physical person again that separation of who they right. are and where they are at emotionally like they're personifying their emotions with an entirely different being altogether right i mean and i know my second bullet point was um a deep issue that is tearing the subject apart and slowly eating away at their sanity i mean mm-hmm. this whole song kind of hits me as they don't really know what to do 
but it's all happening whether they know what to do or not. Um, I mean, this lack of self-control, I fear, is never-ending. That's a line in one of the verses, and that kind of epitomizes the entire song. Mm -hmm. Um, They have no ability to control their emotions or thoughts. They're lost within their own brain uh, and overburdened. Uh, losing touch with their true self and trying to find out who they are while trying to uh, regain a grip on reality. Mm -hmm. So one of the lines kind of midway through the song and that like it's this is probably my favorite couple lines is discomfort endlessly has pulled itself upon me Distracting, reacting. Against my will, I stand beside my own reflection. It's haunting how I can't seem to find myself again. Yep. Like those lines, and it's it's that it's that whole feeling. It's exactly what you were just saying, right? It's it's just being lost in your own thoughts and not knowing what's gonna happen next. That's I mean It's almost like you're your self-image is isn't exactly what is the reality. There's a lot of self-doubt, um, lack of self-control, and a lot of doubt in yourself. And to further reiterate on your point of schizophrenia, Ryan, like just the music in this song is very kind of like like spooky, I guess. <laughs> right. It's, it's like, I don't know, it's like very, I don't know, I don't want to say it's like synth heavy, but it's like upper register, kind of like <clears throat> echoey, almost like you're inside somebody's head, is how I want to describe it. Well, okay, I don't, I don't know. I'm going to get really personal here for a second. Um... A couple members of my family suffered from schizophrenia. It's a very real issue. Um, A lot of the thematic elements in these songs that are portrayed are very real. Um, It's really like there's another person in your head. Um, Very hard to deal with, even under... um, the highest strength medic medication, I guess I would say. Um, Mm -hmm. It's very hard to deal with. So. um, Yeah, it's not really a a thing to be taken lightly. Um, It is a very real uh, illness. Um, Mm -hmm. So portraying those elements in this song is really a big stretch as far as trying to um, educate the audience on real-world problems, I guess I would say. Yeah, this, this whole album is a testament to that, I think. It's trying to convey those feelings and, and thoughts and emotions of schizophrenia, anxiety, paranoia, all these different things that are... In some cases, yeah, it, it, it literally consumes somebody's life and they no longer feel like they once were. And 
I think personally, I think that it does a very good job of communicating those feelings. But like you said, Ryan, the fact of the matter is that I think for a lot of people, they'll never really truly know what it feels like. Like, right. Like you said, it's a very serious illness and, and you can do everything to medicate for it, but I guess it, it's still always going to be there. It's, it's going to be yeah. there, right? Th- those are some of the and, and things we people, talked about before. Yeah. And a lot of people use these terms very freely. You know, they just think that mental illnesses are just something to be scoffed at, but they're very real things. I mean, Mm-hmm. It's not just something to be used comically or, you know, anecdotally or however you're going to throw them into conversation. Yeah, honestly, I don't have a whole lot more to add for this song because I, I think that kind of sums up what this song is about. Um, if you guys have anything more yeah. you want to add, I mean for it but that's that's all i I got i apologize for throwing the uh the negative into that but no it's it's, more enlightening personal personal reference really so yeah i agree it's it's more enlightening than anything it's not really negative in my eyes because i think it it is was go ahead go ahead max sorry i was just gonna say it's not very popular everyone knows about it but there's not a lot of people that suffer with it than a lot a lot of people might think so it's it's cool that a major band and a major album has released something like this. not not a lot of people are doing what we're doing by interpreting and evaluating the lyrical content this deeply but it's cool to still see something like this get on like the radio and people can relate to it even though maybe it might not be one-to-one but they can still get a lot of feelings out of it you know right yeah i just touching back on the schizophrenia thing that was something that really kind of haunted my uh my early 20s was hoping that i wouldn't fall into the same uh same downward spiral, I guess I would say. Um, something that skips generations. I loved my grandpa dearly, but it was something that affected him a lot. So, yeah. Just something that really kind of scared me for the future. I guess I would say. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. They, I would be scared too. Could not imagine having to go through something like that. That's that's all I got on that. But yeah. Very real, real, uh, real couple of songs we got yeah. here. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think, guys? Do we I was want hoping to do... I wouldn't. Uh, I was hoping I wouldn't dive into that connection, but you know. I think it's inevitable with a song that's so real. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, stuff like that's bound to come up. Sometimes it's good to let it out, though, you know? Yeah, yep. We kind of saw that with uh, a lot of these songs. Keeping those emotions pent up inside can do more harm than good in some cases, so it's good to talk right. about them. 
what do you think guys we're around that hour mark right now do we want to do one more or are we we good cutting it here got through three songs <laughs> i'm good at doing one more and it's up to you guys Max? We'll just do like a quick, we can just do a quick, or not necessarily quick, but just a run through the runaway. <laughs> run through runaway. <laughs> All right. Let's, uh, let's get into the next song on our list, number six. question right that is the question yeah we never really get um a sense of who the second party is in these songs mm -hmm. like there's not a name like it's not eileen <laughs> right like, yeah come 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 on eileen which is dirty or not dirty depending on how you want to take it <laughs> yeah there's it's like it's so i think it's left ambiguous like that on purpose though yeah i agree um i don't know that they wanted to really tie down any particular person in these songs um i don't know why i guess i don't have an yeah, idea I, as to that but like we said in the first part i think it goes back to the fact that multiple people had their hand in how these songs were written so if somebody were like, if you were to put a name or you were to use a situation that was super specific, it would be like it was just coming from one member of the band, which right. is, is fine. But like you said, everybody in the band has been given credit for these songs. So everybody had something to say, at least. So maybe they kept it that way just so that it wasn't all coming from one person per se. I right. think this song specifically was a good example of the whole band contributing to lyrical content. Yeah. Yep. Definitely. Um, okay, so with Runaway, um, so yeah, we were talking about the different, like it's like where the blame is coming from in this case, right? Um, one line that I wanted to ask you guys about, um, it's so it says the lessons that you taught me i learned were never true so it, to me i i took that as like there's a, a mentor figure in this like i took it as a story of like somebody that they thought was important to them and they betrayed them and like just quickly turned on them um but like 
So, I almost took it like a group of friends, is what I thought. But yeah, I think it, point, is it is it a group of friends or is it um like relationship improvement? Relationship did you say improvement or approvement? Yeah, improvement. So like is it from a significant other, like trying to rebuild what once was, or is it an external source? And I wanna say external source. I don't know. I don't know that this is so much lover anymore. I feel like this is more friend group or like no. how other people outside that relationship are viewing that person. Now. You think this is post relationship decline consultation? <laughs> yeah. Yes and no. Maybe. <laughs> I really don't know. It's hard. It's hard to know. I, I think it may be simultaneous or like you said, yeah, after the relationship and in decline. Okay. I'm, I mean, I don't know. I'm just, there's a lot of thoughts that I have about all these tracks and mm -hmm. I don't know. I, I feel like it really relates to a lot of real life situations. Mm -hmm. Either way, I, I think it's betrayal, right? I think we can all agree that there's some kind of betrayal going on with this. Yeah, on on one side or the other, yes. I feel like it's it's kind of a uh, a collapse. Like the whole finger pointing lines in this, where now I find myself in question, they point the finger at me again. Guilty by association. Just sounds like you know something came up in this group of people or with this person and. They were real quick to pass the blame and right. they just took it as like a betrayal. Like think of you were in a group of friends and someone's like, oh, this so-and-so started dating this person or they went and hung out with this person and didn't tell the rest of us. You know, is that actually true? And then they <laughs> get like ratted out or made to be the villain by that other person. And it's all, right. it's all downhill from there. Oh, and that's the one thing that I wonder about this is, you know, the guilty by association line, you know, is it, is it, is it an affair? Is it? Ooh, affair, love triangle. <laughs> I don't even know. I mean, guilty by association could mean a, a, just a plethora of things. I mean, it just throws a whole nother angle on this entire situation mm. let's keep moving here um the first part of the song is i want to run away never say goodbye i want to know the truth instead of wondering why i want to know the answers no more lies i want to shut the door and open up my mind so the last part or the last line of that i'm a little confused by but I think the first part is pretty straightforward where clearly they don't want to be with the person or the people, I guess, that they were with anymore. But um, they want to know why they did exactly what they did still, like why this betrayal right. happened in the first place. Yep. So it's... And then, and open up my mind. I, I don't know what to think about that. Do you guys 
have any insight on that line? I want to run away and open up my mind. Um, I feel like it's it's an escape from the past situation. Um, mm. but yet longing to know why it happened. Um, being you know being out of the relationship, you can kind of process the situation. Um, outside of being blinded by the love and the affection. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so without those emotions, you can read situations differently. So I feel like um, it's almost reading it outside of the relationship and realizing why you were in what you were in. Get that. Max, any thoughts? Um, I guess the only really thing I interpret that last line is someone who wants to reflect on their own thoughts on where they fit in in society versus what is expected of them. Yeah. But, but hearing the, the line, I want to know the truth instead of wondering why, it makes me feel like they were lied to to be manipulated into staying into the current situation. Hmm. Ooh, so a little um, bit of ulterior motives going on. Yeah, so the the significant other was um kind of forcing them to stay in the, the relationship. Um but they want to know the truth and what was happening outside and what uh what the significant other was hiding. I see, I can see that. Yeah. And I I really interpret it as like a mentor figure, but I can see how the significant other, like a lover, would actually fall into this as well. I think it could be either or. I'm not quite sure which one though. That's mm. the problem with this entire album is it's just it's either or. And also I th- like we've been saying, like I think it's done that way on purpose though, so that the people listening can kind of apply it to their own situations as well you know, it's it's not meant to be one single story it's meant to relate to everybody that uh is listening as well uh, so right. so next we uh it's 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 connection mm-hmm. absolutely right, go ahead. i was just gonna move on to the next the next part and we're getting so in depth with this <laughs> <laughs> Spending so much time. I know but it's a little good. It's horrible. Um. So the the next couple lines here are paper bags and angry voices under the sky of dust. Another wave of tension has more than filled me up. All my talk of taking action, these words were never true. So I wanted to. I I underlined sky of dust because sky of dust is like. It comes up a couple times in a couple different songs. And I'm pretty sure the Sky of Dust is a descriptor for the singer's own mind, like the cloudiness inside of their own head because of all the different emotions that they have going on. But I think that's right. what they're talking about here. But then, again, the, the second half of it, them talking about taking action where... It's almost like the relationship part that we had with with you, you know, all these different improvements or changes that they say they're going to make to make the um, to make the relationship work. I think that comes here, too, as well, 
know, they're going to take action and do something about it, but they end up never doing it as well. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I wonder if there's a fear in there. Kind of an anticipation. I'm wondering if it's actually going to work out the way it was planned. Like, I don't know. There's like, a lot of things that I get from that. Yeah. I don't know. It's like, again, it, there's this whole situation of whether or not the people involved with this again had ulterior motives was it planned was it not who is the person involved we don't really know but the fact of the matter is that things have not changed both in their like every aspect of their personal life things have not changed and as the song suggests with runaway the, the second half of the song i again i didn't really write a whole lot because it's super repetitive but Right. In nearly every aspect of their life, things are cloudy, their emotions are getting the best of them. They feel betrayal in some way, and they just need to get away from the situation some way. Like, they, they don't know what to do, but they want to physically run away from the situation at hand. Yeah, I... I just feel like this album was less... Um, less musical fame and more I, I really feel like this album was produced just to help people that were in dire situations honestly I mean hmm. the thematic elements of it don't really seem like it would be something that would produce a lot of money if it was just for popularity I gotcha. Yeah, like it was. I see what you mean. Where the album really wasn't meant to. Just at its core, it wasn't meant to be super popular, no. right? Like it was right. meant as a, was a just, service to the people. It was more of a therapeutic recording rather than, you know, just random bullshit scattered out into the musical universe. Mm -hmm. Which, I mean, I don't know. I. Obviously, we we have no idea if that's where it was headed, but that's what it did for me, and I feel like it did for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. from my age group, it's totally fair. I think that goes with just about every other type of music too. It's like how you interpret it is, you know, it, it's totally up to you. And it's totally as valid as the next person. And I appreciate that, especially with this music, is that it's really left up to the listener to decide what it is that they are going to take away from it. And doing a deep dive like this is, is fun because, again, have people that look at it from all different kinds of angles. And as a result, you're going to have tons of different interpretations too. So that's what makes music fun. And uh, it also connects right. people, too, with the stories that they tell. It's, it, can be, it can be exhausting, it can be exhilarating at the same time. <laughs> I mean, it's... 
I honestly feel exhausted right now. Yeah, I feel exhausted I, I after going through all of this. Going through my analysis like pre-episode was I felt like everything was going okay and we jumped in and I had to elaborate on top of your guys' ideas and nope. <laughs> well, we're we're halfway through at this point. We're at we're done with track six and we got six more to go do you think we can do it guys? six more to go yeah the, the 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 latter half of the album kind of kind of de- decompresses so i think we'll be okay <clears throat> yeah i think the second half is a little bit more succinct there's less to unpack um there's much better lines though in my opinion i think there are a lot of yeah there's a lot like the 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 lyrics I think get better in the second half. So I'm excited yep. to to get into that. But yeah, I think they're 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 go ahead. Sorry. I was going to say we're I think we're at a good point to kind of uh you know, take a break, re- recharge here and get ready for the the second half. That's good to me. Did you have, what did you want to want to say before I so rudely cut you off, right? Yeah, so rudely. Um, I just wanted to say the second half is very, it's lyrically sound. Um, it really gets the point across, but it's not so complex. Like they did it in a much more of a succinct manner. Mm-hmm. Um, the next song. Um, sorry, two songs for now. In the end, that song, as popular as it is, I think that it's probably one of the more straightforward songs on the album. And the rest of the songs yeah, kind of follow suit. The the whole message of that song is, in the end, it doesn't really matter. Like that's 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 all the. Sorry to ruin that, but that's oh, all of the man. analysis. Spoiler. Spoilers. Yeah. <laughs> Let's rewind. Spoiler alert. Okay, cool. Yeah, I, I, I'm sorry for ruining that, but no. Ah, uh, uh, this was definitely one of the more real episodes of uh, the Muddled Thoughts podcast. But can't have all episodes be, you know, cheery and bright and all on the top. <laughs> right. Sometimes you just gotta dig deep and tell it like it is. We definitely dig deep on this one, boys. We definitely dig deep. All right, well, that's about all I got. Anything else you guys want to add? I think that about does it, though. There was one thing. um, This album. Oh, go ahead, Max. um, There's a note I passed over for Runaway. So there's an interview with Chester about the song particularly, and I pulled this quote um, directly. So he said, I was a geek who thought I was cool. I didn't hang out with a particular clique, but different people from different cliques. I was a total nerd trying to fit in. Luckily, I found music that was my niche. That sort of took me out of my geekdom. I was never invited to parties as a teacher, as a teenager. I turned up with the popular people. That's where the lyrics to guilty by association come from. Hmm. 
Okay, so it, it does more so relate to friend groups then. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I feel that. I feel that. I thought that that would be something cool to end on, because that's very relatable to, I think, a lot of people who don't know where to fit in in clicks. It's okay, Max. We still love you. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. <Got him. laughs> I'm just kidding. Let's wrap it up. We're already way over time here. So... <laughs> Let's, all right let's get out of here people again follow us on all the Deuces. social medias we'll see you next time don't be guilty by association we'll see you. keep your glasses full see you. don't be a simp